thrilled to have in studio with me guest chick Karen Levine and uh, thrilled to have on the line uh, actor Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, welcome to the Americhicks. Good to be back. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing great. And uh, excited to have a conversation about this new movie that you have uh, coming out, Miracle in East Texas. It sounds... Uh, it was... Uh, it's a great script. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Set it up for us because, uh, first of all, is it out or will it be out soon? Well, we're hitting the film festivals right now. We've done two. We won awards at both of those. We have four more lined up. Um, we're in talks with uh, a couple distribution companies right now. Here's the battle. The battle for these small uh, independent movies is competing against these $300 million, you know, Avengers and Star Wars movies that Hollywood keeps putting out there. And, you know, they're big, they're big budget movies. They make a lot of money. So Hollywood's going to stop making them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not opposed to those myself. I enjoy going to see them. They're a great ride. But, you know, me, I became an actor because I want to do movies that uh, make people think, move people, make them laugh, make them cry, make them, you know, can, compare themselves to the characters up on screen, whatever it may be. And these are the type of movies I've been doing for the last 10 years. And this one is, is no different from that. And uh, it's a wonderful script written by Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon's Academy Award-nominated writer. He wrote uh, The Hurricane, Denzel Washington. He wrote Wide Earp, Kevin Costner. He was the showrunner on The Highway to Heaven for Michael Landon. He wrote 60 of those episodes. And wow. this is a script he wrote a long time ago and wanted to get it done. And it's just an amazing, true story. And you did this movie with your wife, Sam, right? She stars in it as well? Um, she, she stars in it as well, but we also have the amazing uh, Lou Gossett Jr. We have John Ratzenberger. We have Tyler Maine. Uh, a lot of people in the in the wrestling world know who Tiger Maine is, but... Uh, Fans of him on screen know him as Sabretooth in all the X-Men movies. <laughs> well, tell us about the movie then. It, it looks like it's, good, it's really a, a fun story. Well, it's a true story. It's set in 1930s about two con men, played by myself and John Ratzenberger, that would go through Oklahoma and Texas wooing widows on, uh, and to invest uh, their money on fake oil wells. And wherever they went, they would sell... 500 percent of, of the shares and then they would declare a dry hole and they would leave well what happens in east texas is they actually strike oil true story and it's the largest oil find in the history of the world at that time uh, my character wants to get the heck out of dodge because i know that we're hey we can't bring this in we'll go to jail and he says i've always wanted to be an oil man john ratzenberger's character um and so we bring it in he talks to me to bring it in of course we end up going to jail enter um uh, roughly a character named L.D. Hines, roughly based on the uh, real-life character Lamar Hunt. And I think we know that name. Mm-hmm, and the Hunt mm-hmm. brothers, has hit, who went on to own the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, cornered the stock market, the silver market back in the 1980s. Right. I think. Uh, and so he comes in and buys up all the worthless shares, and he pays back, uh, gives real shares to all the people that in, invested in, uh, black people and white people. It's a wonderful movie about... Uh, uh, you know, dealing with race issue, but more in a positive way where people got together and actually worked together, which like I said, is the true story. And um, my character says, well, wait a minute, we, we found the oil. I said, what, 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 we, we get nothing? He says, son, you get your freedom. And freedom ain't free. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it's, uh, in Orlando, we won uh, the family favorite movie. And in the uh, film festival in Houston, it won best romantic comedy. So I love the fact that it's going already clicking down these different avenues of people because it's not a movie you can pigeonhole as one thing. It's, it's, it's a movie for, um, for everybody. 
and uh, I, I put it in the blind side thing. You know that the movie had a, uh, a faith element to it, which this movie does as well, but it's not in your face. It's not something that's going to be preachy. It's just a great, wonderful ride uh, and true story set, set about these two these two flim-flam men and um, where they have to find uh, their own redemption and the way they've been living their lives and conning people. Oh, that sounds great. In fact, Steve, before you came on, he said, I already told Kevin that I can't wait to see this movie and, and uh, you, know, don't, you don't have to worry about all the, the language. I, you know what, Kevin? I don't see very many movies just because it seems like I'm working all the time. But uh, I really want to take the time to make sure that I see this one. It, it sounds like it's uh, just, you know, just a great story. And, Kevin, I guess we'll move over to then uh, talking about art. I've always said to my kids that we want to celebrate the human spirit. You know, art, education, things have gotten so dark in art. And life is tough enough. It seems I, I've always wanted if I, I'm going to listen to music or read a book or see a movie, I, I want something that, you know, is a story. Uh, it can be a story of life, but yet a story that lifts people up. Would you comment on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, everything I see coming out on cable and TV is, is exactly what you just said. It seems to get more evil and more dark. Um, I'm not a prude in any way, but you say after a while, it's like, does everything got to be that overly sexualized? Does everything mm-hmm. got to be that that mean to, to people? And that, uh, I mean, the violence itself, it's, you guys, these are the same people that want to get rid of guns. And go, well, you want to get rid of guns? Well, then stop making movies that deal with nothing but people killing people with guns. You know, mm-hmm. so... It's, it's, it's weird to me that uh, this is the road that uh, they've gone down in America just keeps to be, you know, slurping it up. When I did Let There Be Light, um, uh, you know, it, it did very well in theaters, and I thank those people that, that, that supported it, because much like what Miracle in East Texas is, we need word of mouth. We either have $100 million to promote and advertise the movie to be on every, you know, football game and basketball game and golf uh, match, so, you know, we got to rely on word of mouth, and uh, the only way to get these movies out there is that way with the support of people because it's, like I said, to compete against Hollywood. Um, I sidetracked it a little bit because I'm going to go back to the success of Let There Be Light. I got a call from Netflix. Netflix says, you know what? We see that people love these kind of movies that are out there, and we're not really paying attention to that market. And we really want to maybe start an inspirational division to, to um, our you know, Netflix empire. And I said, well, I've got the product. I said, look, I've got stuff. It's not touched by an angel. My stuff is more like punched by an angel. Okay? So it's, it's not in your face. It's not you better believe in God. You better believe in this or you're going to go to hell or whatever. These are movies that have great stories to them, and they're, they're engaging and there's heavy drama, and, you know, we've hemmed and hawed back and forth for about six months now, and I still haven't pulled the trigger on some of the many wonderful projects that I have for TV and for and for the uh, theatrical release. Well, so we'll... it's weird they're sort of stuck in that world, and mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a tough battle for me to get them to break down and pay attention to 80 million households who want nicer products for their family. Well, it, most definitely, and there's a, I've had a guest on, Roberta Sutton. She's uh, been substitute teaching in one of the metro uh, schools here in the metro area, and she's written a book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, so going back, kind of circling back, she said that she was substitute teaching in an English class in literature, and uh, it, and she didn't see any Shakespeare. She didn't see any of the classics. And so she asked about it, and they said, oh, we are only studying literature from the last 15 years. And she's like, oh my, gosh. my gosh. And she said, the literature 
is so dark. And, you know, I'm so concerned uh, regarding, I mean, our young people, but our young men in particular with the, you know, the suicide and, and um, you know, I think the marginalization of them. And uh, I, I think that we're seeing it because kids are just being bombarded with darkness instead of, you know, these great stories like you're doing. Well, and, I, and I, once again, I don't get what's going on in our public schools. I mean, they don't want to teach about the Civil War or the American Revolution or, or any kind of history that way. All the history they want to talk about is uh, ideologically based. And, look, I get stopped all the time. I travel all the time. And I used to get stopped because of Hercules or Andromeda. I get stopped all the time now for people saying, hey, please make more movies like God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light and Soul Surfer. I mean, this is what people want mm-hmm. to get out there. But the reality is, we are fighting a big machine that puts out what they want to put out. And, and it's, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly a uh, indoctrination with that as well. So, you know, I need people that want to invest in these kind of movies. That's what I'm looking for. I have a hard time finding raising 2 to $3 million. Sounds like a lot. That's nothing. That's catering on Pirates of the Caribbean or Avengers movies, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, need to find, I need to find investors. And that's, that's what happened with, with – uh, with my recent movie, Miracle in East Texas, I was at a speaking event out in Palm Springs, and a gentleman came up after I was signing my book and said, hey, I got this much money. Can you make a movie? And I said, yeah, I can make a movie out of that. And then we need to find money to promote it. It's called the P&A money, the prints and advertising money. Um, you know, like I said, Avengers will do a $300 million movie, and they'll spend $100 million or more promoting it. Well, I've got no budget for that. I've got to come on shows like yours and say, I hope somebody's listening. You get to come on shows like mine, Kevin. You get to come on shows. I love to come on shows like yours. Are you kidding me? I love what you you guys are doing. But uh, it's so hard. I can't get on mainstream. I can't get on, you know, Let the Be Light was a wonderful family movie. Mm -hmm. I can't get on uh, any of the networks. They're not, not interested, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's tough. The only outlet I have television-wise has been Fox Cable. They're happy to talk about movies that got a good message. So mm-hmm. it's, weird where, it's weird where we're going right now. And you mentioned earlier with, with schools and you know, music or whatever it may be, they're, they're cutting out physical fitness. They're cutting out uh, um, drama classes. They're cutting a lot of places in there now that I think are good for kids to sort of expand the other side of the brain as well. But they're just not doing that anymore. Well, and we're going to go to break because I think uh, I'd like to come back and ask you, you had kind of hit on it, and that is really kind of the over-sexualization of of art. But we've had something really crazy happen out here in Colorado, uh, which, you know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids, which, you know, movies that, that uplift the human spirit. You know, those are the kind of things that do that. But we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk just a little bit more about kind of this over-sexualization of our kids and, uh, and mention to you about a, a, um, a bill that has now become law out here in Colorado and just get your comments on that. So we'll be right back. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. Karen Levine is in studio as my guest chick. We have actor Kevin Sorbo uh, on the line talking about his movie Miracle in East Texas. We'll be right back. Thrilled to be having a conversation with actor Kevin Sorbo. He's got this great new movie coming out, Miracle in, in East Texas. Uh, Kevin, uh, during break, Karen Levine, who is uh, she's an award-winning realtor, she's also um, a good partner of the Americhicks, had a comment. Karen? Um, when you were talking, Kevin, about um, you know big Hollywood and the millions, billions of dollars they have to put into the film industry and you being you know, an entrepreneur and um, doing these fabulous um, movies with great messages. It reminded me of um, a 
we have several companies coming into the real estate space that have millions of dollars and are promoting on radio and, and TV, et cetera, et cetera, um, thinking they're the answer to the buying and selling of real estate when the small guy, the independent person like myself, doesn't have those dollars. Um, and we build our, you know, our business on relationships, which is exactly what you're doing in the movie business. And I just found that parallel interesting. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, when I say stuff like that, I know I'm knowing I'm just talking about my industry because I know that kind of goes over to all places like that. Um, look, I'm all for I'm all for capitalism. Uh, I, I believe in capitalism. I believe that's what made the country great was individuals. Uh, but it, you're right; it does it does create a uh, a problem for for people in you know in more like mom and pop stop things, which I think my my company is is just. Hey, we're just trying to do really good work and get good messages out there. But um, I've been very, very grateful for the people that have come forward to to, to help out and want these things get done. So I know there's a lot of uh, big money people out there that uh, you know two, three million dollars to them is you know maybe two, three thousand dollars to me. So um, if they want to keep these sort of movies out there and keep these things going, um, I'm always open for a dialogue to sit and chat because I've got wonderful scripts that deserve to be seen out there and. You're getting more and more actors that want to be involved in things like this as well. And, uh, you know, they're saying, you know, I, I didn't get into acting just to be surrounded by visual effects all the time and not to cut visual effects down. Like I said, I enjoy those movies too. But when you really look at an Avengers movie and you watch nine buildings go down New York City, you're going, huh, they just killed three and a half million people, but they're not talking about it. <laughs> true, true. And it's I was interesting. Yeah. And I wanted to just mention. Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. And it, it basically is saying that uh, all all schools, public schools, both charter and um, um, the other government-run schools, that uh, if they teach sex education, that they have to teach the experiences of the uh, LGBTQ. And I'm I'm scratching my head. And, and it'll start... Really, uh, for sure, uh, with ten-year-olds in fourth grade, uh, but it'll be you know trickling down into the the, the uh, kindergarten and up as well. And I'm just scratching my head because, you know, gosh, when I was in school, we were just trying to figure out how to stand in line and you know say our ABCs. I just can't believe what is happening to uh, public education. I'd like to get your comment on that. And then you also just made the news uh, <laughs> with the, something you uh, said about the Toronto Raptors. So uh, first comment on the, the over-sexualization of our society. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, it, it, it re- it's being forced on our throats in every way. I Honestly, I don't care if people's sexual preferences. You know, go for it, have fun, whatever. I just get tired of the fact that everything has got to be in every joke and every sitcom and every movie and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, Okay, you want representation? You're getting plenty of representation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like, not like that. We're, we're we're avoiding what what's going on out there. But uh, after a while, like going, you know, can't there be jokes? Can't there be shows? Can't there be movies that just deal with uh, other issues as well? I mean, like I said, I'm not a prude about this whatsoever. I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm in Hollywood. I mean, you know, there's there's. There's, there's, I, there's gay people all around me. And like I said, I, I don't care if people are gay. Be gay. Fine. You know, get the same rights. I, I don't oppose that kind of stuff. And I suppose on that side, that's where Christians will get mad at me. But um, to me, it's, it's, uh, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. I just get tired of the fact that 
It's got to constantly be forced down our throats all the time. Well, and to that, I, I, I should clarify, I'm, I'm really a live and let live girl as well. Where I'm concerned is that we are now using policy that if you don't affirm something that out here in Colorado, yeah. that, that they use policy then to take away your businesses. And that's long ways oh, away from, yeah. from live and let live. And uh, so thank no, you for clarifying right. that. I, no, but I, I agree. I agree with you there. You're right. It, it, it's, it's amazing that we're, you know, freedom of speech and tolerance is now a one-way street. And mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a problem that we need to address, no question. Okay. And uh, so we have just a few minutes left. And <laughs> just notice that you're in Newsweek. <laughs> Did you see that today, this morning? No. Why am I in Newsweek? It says, Kevin Sorbo to Toronto Raptors. Trump has done more for the African-American community than Obama. Apparently, you uh, called out the Toronto Raptors. And uh, so you're in Newsweek this morning. Well, they, they made a comment that if Trump, you know, because usually the NBA, NFL, whatever Super Bowl and, you know, whatever champions from whatever sports team, they go to the, the visit the White House. And they've all said they're not going to do it because they hate Trump. And I'm like, going, well, wait a minute. Under Obama, African-American uh, unemployment doubled. And, and Trump, in two and a half years, has brought us down the lowest it's ever been. So I, this, this, this hatred for this president, it just amazes me because it doesn't matter what he does. He's doing some things that Democrats wanted 10 years ago. You have these people on film mm-hmm. talking about Illegal immigration, for instance. Okay, we've had laws on the books forever. So to me, it's like it's it's so weird, and it just shows you once again the power of the media, mm-hmm. the mainstream media, that they can just put out whatever they want and just slowly just you know make people look just one way and one side. And I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. And you know, I made a joke that we need more diversity in the NBA. You know? <laughs> 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 I mean, because they complain about you have to hire you know, different ethnicities for different groups. But here's the thing. I'm for hiring the best person. Right. And the best, the best, the best athlete, for the most part, are African-Americans. God bless you guys. I mean, I like watching the best play no matter where they are. I mean, look what Michael Jordan has done for basketball. Look what Tiger Woods has done for golf. I think it's fantastic. Competition, once again, is what made the country great. It's like they fight against themselves at that they're fighting against people that they think are fighting against them. That's weird to me. It's like I would hire the best person if I owned a business for the best, for the best job that they could give me in my business. But in, in American business, they say, no, you have to hire X amount of these type of people and these type of people. I'm going, well, I don't care what t- type of people they are. If they're white, black, where, from China, I don't care. I want to hire the best person to do the best job. So, you know, it's to me, be appreciative for the talent that you have as an African-American in sports and the amount of money that you make that, that the capitalist American system has set up for you. Well, to that point, I've always wanted to sing. But, Kevin, if we had to have affirmative action and that somebody had to hire me to sing, nobody would come to listen to me. So, you know, <laughs> you want to go and, and listen to that. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, and to that, I was at a, a meeting one time. I think it was at a Chamber of Commerce meeting, and they were talking about diversity. They were talking about, you know, all, all that. And the, there was a, a young woman who was black who was sitting behind me. And uh, she raised her hand and she said, uh, you know, I, I don't think I buy into all this. She said, I, I, um, I got a scholarship to a very prestigious university, and I earned it. But as I walked around campus, people looked at me like I got it because of the color of my skin. And I wanted to say to them, no, no, no. I earned it. And I thought that was very telling when she said that, Kevin. 
Oh, certainly. And but the problem is our government keeps setting up um, for for the African American community to to get an easier path, and so people think. That, like exactly what you said, people will think that that woman didn't earn it when she actually she actually did. And it's sad what they're doing with them to the African community. And they keep voting in the same people that make their lives, I think, much harder. And uh, I love what a Denzel Washington says. I love what um, I know Bill Cosby's not a popular name right now, but he was always for, you know what, stand up for yourself and get out there and work hard. Um, Denzel Washington is just nothing but a class act, you know, and this guy. He says Boys and Girls Club saved his life, and uh, but he went out there and he proved to the world he could do what he wanted to do. And I think, uh, I, I think there's plenty of people out there that want to prove to the world that they can be successful without the help uh, and so-called guidance of our government. I mean, I, I love what Ronald Reagan said. The biggest words to fear are, hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. <laughs> that, that is for sure. And re- regarding Denzel Washington, if you go to YouTube, in 2011, he gave the commencement address. Uh, I'm not sure which college, but it is absolutely um, inspiring. So I would uh, welcome people to, to go look at that. So, Kevin, yeah, I, I, I've seen that. You're right. Yeah, right. It, it is awesome. And one quick comment before your final comment, and that is, Thank you for having these conversations. You know, this this tweet that you put out regarding the Toronto Raptors, uh, you know, is a conversation. It was is how you feel about it, and uh, it's a reasonable conversation. So thank you for being that voice out there as well and for the good work that you're doing. So your last comment, and then I always do a quote at the end of the, the show, and I have a quote from you for, on that as well. So your final thought, uh, Kevin Sorbo. Look, I'm all for equal rights for everybody. I'm not opposing any of that stuff. I think there's a, a misguidance out there, and it's headed up by the mainstream media, that anybody has a different political opinion of the mainstream media is the enemy and needs to be taken down. And we're such living in such an angry, hateful country right now that no matter what anybody does or says on the Internet, well, it must be true. And it's not. We're, we've gotten to a place now where everybody's guilty now until proven innocent. It's just totally flipped, and it's upside down, and it's crazy. And this attack on people for having a different point of view is nuts. Let's have let's have civil conversations. I'm all for people having a different point of view. That's what freedom of speech in America was built on. So we need to get back to that instead of all this hate that's out there. Well, that's for sure. So, Kevin Sorbo, thank you so much.